Well, today is a very special day. We're celebrating uh, several things, but one of those things is that Calvary uh, has its 66th birthday this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you help me say happy birthday to Calvary? Happy birthday, Calvary. All right. And uh, we're so thankful for God's faithfulness. 66 years. I've only been here 13 out of those 66, but I know that God has been faithful through the years for those that started this church uh, back then. And at, at that time, it was North McAllen, as far north as you can get in McAllen. Now we're right in the middle of town, uh, but we're thankful because through those 66 years, God has been faithful. And so part of our uh, way of celebrating our anniversary today is by having a very special guest today. Dr. Elijah Brown, a good friend of mine, is here with us today. He is the General Secretary of the Baptist World Alliance. Baptist World Alliance is a, a group of, of Baptists that work together from 130 countries, 50 million or 51 million Baptists uh, that relate. And uh, Elijah is doing a fine work of leading uh, this, uh, this alliance with passion, with commitment, with vision. They just came from Norway where they had their annual gathering. Imagine that, coming from Norway to 101 degree weather here. You know, we are giving you a warm welcome hey. uh, to McAllen. Uh, and we're so thankful that he's here. Elijah is a Texas boy. He grew up in central Texas. He went to the University of Mary Hardin Baylor. Then later he went and did his PhD in Edinburgh, not Edinburgh but Edinburgh, Scotland, and, uh, and, and then he came back and taught as a professor at East Texas Baptist University in Marshall, Texas. He also was vice president of the 21 Wilberforce Initiative that uh, just supports the persecuted church around the world. And then for the last five years, he's been leading the Baptist World Alliance. And we're so thankful for his leadership, for him being here, his wife, Amy, is from McAllen. She's right here, center row, and uh, we're, we're thankful for the family. Good things come from McAllen. Amen. And so children are, are Hudson, Sahara, and Kajaya, and we're grateful to have them here with us. Uh, and the family serves the Lord together. Well, I'm not going to take any more time from Elijah because I want him to bring the message that God has placed in his heart. Elijah. Thank you, Pastor Julio. Thank you for your friendship. And happy anniversary, Calvary. What an exciting weekend to be here with you. Calvary Baptist said it is an honor to be with you on behalf of the Baptist World Alliance. Together we are part of a global Baptist family, 51 million Baptists and 130 countries. Baptists from Australia to Argentina, from Tanzania to Texas, from Moldova to McAllen. And we belong together because we belong to Jesus Christ. And because we belong to Jesus, we are called in the Holy Spirit to God's global mission. Now, Pastor Julio and his wife, Monica, are doing an incredible job leading this church. And this summer, Pastor Julio is teaching through a series called Follow Jesus. And today we want to add to that series, we are to follow Jesus on mission in our neighborhood and to every nation. 
Now, if you're new to the Baptist movement, the Calvary Baptist belongs to the Baptist General Convention of Texas, where Julio is also serving as president. And this week, Baptists from all around the state of Texas are coming together for a time of worship and celebration and rededication here in McAllen. The Baptist General Convention of Texas belongs to the global family, the Baptist World Alliance, or the BWA. And at the Baptist World Alliance, we say we have three passions. We are passionate about sharing the gospel. We are passionate about standing with the persecuted. And we are passionate about supporting local Baptist churches as they train a next generation of pastors and as they serve the needs in their community. Like BWA Baptists in Ukraine, these past 17 months have been horrific for the 2,000 Baptist churches in Ukraine and for every citizen in the country. Since the start of the war, together, BWA Baptists have helped more than one million people forced to flee from their homes. Last month, I was in Kiev, and I heard how invading forces are entering into the country targeting Baptists and other evangelical churches, entering into those churches, confiscating all of the Bibles and destroying them. How sometimes the invading forces will take an army tank and place it outside of the sanctuary and leave it there as a form of intimidation to those who would want to come and worship. We heard from a Baptist pastor who said one day, one of the soldiers in the invading army called his church and said, because of the humanitarian and spiritual work you are doing as a church, you don't even deserve a bullet. You deserve to be buried alive. In the horror of these months, Baptists in Ukraine have renewed their commitment to gospel witness and sought to follow Jesus on mission. Since the start of the war, they have seen more than 20,000 first-time visitors and more than 3,000 salvations. We have heard from a pastor, from many pastors who said to us, pray for us. We are somehow in the midst of this war, we are trying to expand our structures because there are so many people who are coming to know Jesus. If you have your Bible, would you turn to Acts chapter 13? Acts chapter 13. If you don't have a Bible, the words will be up on the screen. But this morning, as we think about following Jesus, we want to look at four principles to follow Jesus on mission. Acts chapter 13, we'll begin in verse number one. Now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian who'd been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. This incredible church gives us the birth of the missions movement. Now to understand the DNA of this mission church, we have to turn back to Acts 6, 7, and 8 and a first mission principle. We are to serve on mission with people on the move and people in persecution. The story begins with a person named Stephen, who is described as a individual full of God's grace and power. But some who opposed 
uh, Jesus persuaded some false witnesses to accuse Stephen. As has been so often the case throughout the history of time, those in power tried to use their power in order to prevent the power of the gospel. Acts 7 puts it this way, while they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed for them. I think about a pastor in Somalia named Abdullahi. As a nine-year-old, Abdullahi had a vision, and in that vision, a voice spoke to him and said, follow me, my name is Jesus. So Abdullahi woke and gave his life to Jesus, but it took him some years before he was able to find a Bible. Unfortunately, his family found him studying that Bible and turned him over to the authorities. And as a 15-year-old, Abdullahi was put in prison in Somalia for his faith. So I asked him, what was that like? And he shook his head and he said, I, I, I don't like to remember those days. They were filled with pain and with torture and with beating. And I said, okay, let me change the question then. Was there a Bible verse that you held on to in the midst of that experience? He said, oh yes. Matthew chapter 28 and verse number 20, where Jesus said, I will be with you always to the very end of time. And Abdullah said that as they were torturing me, I would proclaim that verse and I would hold on to that verse and I would say that verse. And two of those who were torturing me came to my prison cell late one night and gave their life to Jesus Christ. This was the church in Antioch. It was a church started by people on the move who had experienced persecution after the killing of Stephen. Stephen could not have imagined that his death would propel the gospel. But God's kingdom can use defeat and setback, including in your life. If you have known defeat and setback, God can move through you as you follow Jesus on mission. This was the church in Antioch. Now, to serve on God's mission is to serve people on the move. Last year, for the very first time, there were more than 100 million people forcibly displaced from their homes. There are more people on the move today than at any other point in the history of the world. I think about BWA Baptists in Brazil. Last year, BWA Baptist decided to embrace a mission to welcome people on the move. And they began with Afghanistan refugees. They helped resettle hundreds of Afghan refugees, the vast majority of whom were Muslim. Today, BWA Baptists in Brazil are leading the largest refugee resettlement program in their country. Those who brought the gospel to Antioch were people on the move, refugees. They were chased out of Jerusalem, lost their worldly possessions, experienced pain and persecution, and they could have turned inward and focused on their own security. They, they could have dwelt in bitterness and in hurt, but when they were persecuted, they welcomed. When they were pressured, they embraced. When they faced pain, 
they gave forgiveness. When they lost safety, they pursued missional witness. Stateless, landless, persecuted, refugees, they turned outward instead of inward. Transformed individuals living out a transforming gospel. It was persecuted refugees who first brought Gentiles into a church community. Thank you, Lord, for using migrants and persecuted believers, those who knew defeat and setback to build the church. To follow Jesus on mission is to serve people on the move and people in persecution. Now this brings us to a second mission principle. To follow Jesus on mission is to reach every neighborhood in every city. This was the church in Antioch. You know, locations matter. The location of this wonderful church matters. 66 years ago, up in North McAllen, what must have seemed way out there, but now the center of the town, locations matter. The location of your home matters. For you are called to live as a missionary in your neighborhood, in your school, in your work, in your community, and around the world. The location of Antioch matters. Now, if you were to locate Antioch on a map today, it would be in the modern-day country of Syria, on the border of Syria and Turkey. When you hear the words Syria or the Middle East, what are the first thoughts that come to your mind? Our Christian faith is woven into the fabric of these great lands. For it was from Ur in southern Iraq that God called forward the great patriarch Abraham. Isaac's bride, Rebecca, came from northwest Iraq. Abraham's grandson, Jacob, spent 20 years in Iraq. And his sons, the 12 tribes of Israel, were all born in northwest Iraq. Jonah was a prophet of revival to the city of Mosul, Iraq. Nahum is buried in the Kurdish region of northern Iraq. Ezekiel helped reconstitute faith while living as a refugee in Iraq. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego lived with courage at the intersection of Iraq and Iran. Esther prevented a genocide in Iran. Nehemiah served in Iran. Jesus lived and spoke the language of these lands. Jesus believed in the people of these lands. Which brings us back to Syria. Now, my own reflection around Syria changed several years ago. I was a part of a conference that helped bring some Christian leaders from Syria together for a time of training. And I know all of you are prepared months or weeks or certainly days in advance, but I confess, I was on the plane flying over there thinking, <laughs> I was the opening sermon, what am I supposed to say to a group of pastors from Syria? I grew up in a large metropolis town in the middle of Texas of 900 people, and I thought, what am I supposed to say to these pastors? My, my experience is so different from their experience, and I felt like the Lord laid on my heart to begin with these two words. Thank you. Thank you because it was your ancestors whose commitment to the gospel welcomed Gentile believers like me. 
Thank you, because it was your ancestors who became the first mission-sending church. Thank you, because it was your ancestors who had such a radical discipleship that the world needed a new term to describe the way they were living out their faith. Christian, thank you. Did you know there are nine Baptist churches in Syria today In the last 10 years, one Baptist church has grown from four to over a thousand people. And they've done so with this sacrificial service, willing to embrace suffering for the glory of Jesus. One Baptist leader is a woman named Haya, a mother of four. A radicalized group entered into her community one winter. Snow blanketed the ground as Haya and her family were taken down into a basement. After three days, they were expelled into the winds of winter, and Haya and her family found refuge in a nearby apartment. It was so cold that their feet stuck to the ground. And after two weeks, they were surviving by rationing for food one olive per person per day. They finally fled through the wintry cold to Damascus and scarred and in shock, they found a Baptist church. Just sitting across that breakfast table, Haya described, even though I lost everything, I gained Christ. At our challenging time and locations, how will we sacrificially serve? Just like the church in Antioch. Each of us are called to follow Jesus as a missionary to our neighborhood and to the nations. You see, Paul understood cities as strategic doorways to reach entire countries, every neighborhood, in every city, and then those cities reaching their country. Could McAllen be like an Antioch? Now, when I have these sort of unusual questions, maybe you have pondered this question, is McAllen like a modern-day Antioch? Well, when I have these questions, I do what so many people around the world do today. I turn to ChatGBT. And I ask, are you familiar with ChatGBT, this free artificial intelligence? So I asked ChatGBT, I said, "Would would you do this? Would you write a note of challenge to the Christians in McAllen, Texas, to be the Antioch, of Texas and Latin America. Are you ready for the answer? It's from artificial intelligence to you. God spoken through this right here. Are you ready? Here's how it wrote. Dear Christians of McAllen, Texas, I write to you with a challenge. McAllen, with its unique location and vibrant Hispanic community, possesses the ingredients to ignite a movement that transcends cultures and reaches the heart of people across Latin America. You have the opportunity to embody the spirit of Antioch by boldly sharing the gospel, investing in discipleship, and embracing a missionary mindset that transcends comfort zones and borders. It starts with a fervent commitment to evangelism. Let your city resound with the proclamation of the good news, both within its borders and beyond. You have the opportunity uh, and beyond. Be intentional in sharing the love of Christ, engaging in personal evangelism and organizing evangelistic events. Your passion for evangelism can be a spark that ignites the flame of faith throughout Texas and Latin America. But mission is not solely about evangelism. 
It encompasses holistic transformation and meeting the needs of the communities you serve. Antioch was known for its commitment to social justice and community engagement. Likewise, let McAllen be a city where justice rolls down like a river and compassion is poured out abundantly. Seek to address the social challenges and needs within your own community and extend your reach to the marginalized, the oppressed, and the broken in Latin American countries. Break down barriers and celebrate the diversity that exists among you by working together, pooling resources, sharing expertise, you can amplify your impact and together become a powerful force of change. Equip and empower missionaries who are called to serve. Encourage a culture of missions where young and old alike are inspired to step out in faith, crossing borders to share the love of Christ and establish loving, uh, lasting relationships. And lastly, let prayer be the foundation of your mission endeavors. Dedicate yourselves to fervent prayer, seeking God's guidance, empowerment, and provision. Pray for open doors, divine connections, and hearts ready to receive the gospel. Let prayer permeate every aspect of your mission efforts, knowing that it is through prayer that God works in miraculous ways. Now, the journey to becoming the Antioch of Texas and Latin America will not be easy. It requires sacrifice, dedication, an unwavering faith, but you are not alone. The same spirit that fueled the early believers in Antioch resides within you. God has placed you in McAllen for such a time as this. Step out in faith, embrace the challenge, and be the Antioch of Texas and Latin America. It's not bad for artificial intelligence. But listen, you don't have to believe artificial intelligence. Last week, the Baptist Royal Alliance launched a new global Baptist mission network that is drawing Baptists into the largest and most diverse global Baptist mission network in the world. Last week, we launched with 7,000 missionaries from 17 countries. I was in Moldova last year, the poorest country in the European Union, and they shared how they are supporting 20 missionaries from Moldova to other locations. If God can do that in Moldova, God can do that with you. In Venezuela, in the midst of economic collapse and jailed leadership, they have responded by raising up and supporting 100 missionaries. If God can do that in Venezuela, God can do that with you. In one area of India we visited last year, the Baptists are supporting 3,000 missionaries from that location across India and 300 missionaries from India to other countries. If God can do that in India, God can do that with you. In Nigeria, where I was earlier this year, they're supporting 300 missionaries from Nigeria to other locations. If God can do that in Nigeria, God can do that with you. In February, I was in Singapore and I met a couple who had just retired. They said, our children will remain in Singapore, but we are moving to Thailand because we wanna live out our golden years using our retirement to support ourselves as missionaries. If God can do that with them, God can do that with you. There are 20 year olds today in Brazil who are setting aside their early years of a career to travel up and down the Amazon River 
to share the gospel. They're called the radicals. And if God can do that with them, God can do that with you. Every Baptist is a missionary. And McAllen and Calvary, this is your time. What God started 66 years ago as a mission effort, God is renewing within you. God is raising you up to reach your neighborhood and every nation. But will you follow Jesus on mission? Now, how do we begin? Mission begins with renewed worship and prayer. Verse number two, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit spoke. Renewal comes in worship. Renewal comes in prayer. Now, five leaders are listed in this passage. Barnabas, well-known as an encourager. Look, we all need a little Barnabas. Be an encourager to someone today. Uh, Paul, a murderer who was transformed in Jesus. Manian, whose leadership was developed in public service. And then two others are listed in this passage. Simeon, called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene. Now, Niger in the Greek refers to a person with black skin. And Lucian and Cyrene is from the country of Libya. So here in this passage, we have religious leaders, community leaders, Jewish leaders, and two leaders from Africa. God's global mission calls for God's global church. And I want you to experience this for yourself. You see, every five years, Baptists, thousands of Baptists from all around the world gather together as a global family to be on mission. It's called a Baptist World Congress. And the next one is in July 2025 in Australia. Now, because it's in Australia, I gotta warn you, it's gonna be their winter but their winter is about 70 degrees. So if for no other reason in July 2025, if you're looking to escape some heat in McAllen, you ought to come to Australia and gather together as thousands of Baptists from 100 countries come together to ask, how can we follow Jesus on mission? fact, registration is already open, so I want to encourage you. You're invited. You can take out your phone. You know, that's allowed in a church. You can take out your phone, and you can take a picture. You can scan the QR code, and you can register today. You see, this is Acts 13. They were worshiping and praying. And, and Paul and Barnabas, they kneel as the other three leaders gather around them and they, they place their hands on them. And two of the three who commissioned these first missionaries and led this great church were African. Thank you to the immigrant and persecuted church in Syria, led by believers from Africa, to whom all the rest of us owe a debt of gratitude. God's global mission calls for God's global church. We need the perspective, the passions, the histories, the giftedness that each one of us brings. Following Jesus is a call to you. Now, perhaps you're like me. You're not a natural evangelist. Okay, this is not my spiritual giftedness. That's okay. Perhaps like me, you have to pray for it. Would you do so this week? Like Acts 13, would you pray this week for renewal in evangelism? One final point. People on mission take a step of faith and share the good news.
So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them. This is the birth of the missions movement. Paul and Barnabas share the good news. One of our most foundational teachings as Baptists is this. Every Baptist is a missionary. Every Baptist is a missionary. To your apartment, you're a missionary. To your neighborhood, you're a missionary. To your school, to your university, to your workplace. Every Baptist is a missionary. So would you turn to your neighbor and say, I am a missionary. In the last, in the last 10 years, the worldwide Baptist movement has grown 29%, praise the Lord. But this is different region by region. In the last 10 years, Baptists in Europe and the Middle East have seen 2% decline, and Baptists in North America have seen a 5% decline. But Baptists in Asia Pacific have grown 26%. Baptists in Latin America have grown 27%. In the last 10 years, the Baptist family in Africa has grown 102%. That's the right response. I think about a missionary I heard from, a testimony I heard in Australia just a few months ago. A, a leader there shared that she had moved to a new neighborhood and she, she wrote on the card, I am the chaplain for the street. Now, nobody appointed her a chaplain. She just appointed herself. I'm the chaplain for the street. But she, she wrote that on the card. She wrote her name, her email address, her phone number. And then she went and she put it in everybody's mailbox. During COVID, she moved to a new area of her, of her city, and that particular neighborhood had a, uh, a text group, and so she joined the text group, and she immediately texted to all of them, I'm so excited, I've just moved to your street, I've just moved to this neighborhood, and I am the new chaplain of this neighborhood. Now, she said at first, there were all kinds of negative texts about who appointed you chaplain. We don't need an evangelical chaplain. Nobody wants a chaplain. There are no chaplains, and all these negative texts, but, but she said pretty soon, People began to send her private messages. Our family's hurting. Our marriage is struggling. Our children are sick. I can't find a job. This is happening, that is happening. And I don't know anyone, chaplain, would you come to our house and would you pray for us? Every one of us can do that. Every one of us can be a chaplain to your apartment building. Every one of us can be a chaplain to your street, to the dorm at your university. Every one of us can just simply say, I'm here to pray with you and share with you the love of Jesus Christ. To follow Jesus on mission to your neighborhood and to the nations. These scripture leaders were African and Middle Eastern refugees persecuted for their faith in Jesus. They were diverse in their leadership. They were renewed in prayer and worship, and they launched a major missions movement that changed their community and changed the world. They placed their hands on them, and they were sent. And so today are you. Heavenly Father, we come before you and we thank you for 66 years in this church. But Lord, we say again, we are committed not to the building, not to the program, not to a particular style. Our commitment is to you. 
and to follow you wherever you may lead. And so, Lord, as we gather on this anniversary celebration and as Texas, as Baptists from around Texas come to McAllen to worship Jesus who sends us on mission, we ask, Lord, send us. Work through our hands. Work journey through our feet. Love through our hearts. Speak through our words. Every one of us as a missionary to our neighborhood, to our apartment, to our school, to our work, and to the nations. And Lord, we're, um, we're not always, I'm not always so good at that. And so I just ask Begin in me, begin in each one of us, a renewed heart that today on this day, we would share with another that in you, we have found hope. In Jesus' name we pray, send us again, amen.